0: Hi, this is Rohit Subramanian, Rohit Subramanian a.k.a. Vid Maglin, and you're listening to Biker Radio
1: Broadcast. The
2: Biker Radio Podcast. Listen. Connect.
1: Ride right on. Boom, boom, boom. Tango
0: Charlie, green
1: tea,
2: five one five. Coming to you, green tea. Good morning, Tango Charlie. This is Casey Peter, green tea, five one five. I'm ready to roll. See you in five at the D&D Bay. Over and out. Welcome to episode number 57 of The Long Way Home on the Biker Radio Broadcast, a podcast celebrating India's heroic riders, legendary mechanics and iconic builders through stories told by members of the community, one legend at a time. I'm Shandy and joining us on The Long Way Home today is a motorcycle traveler who although has been riding around for just about four years, his diverse experience in living out the unconventional dream the ones that make for interesting reading on blogs and on in-flight magazines has shot into our Hall of Fame here at the biker radio broadcast well I remember at 26 I changed horses from a career in hospitality to broadcasting on radio but there's something about making your own road that brings out the Explorer in each of us and our guest who's also known as Misfit Magellan, is our youngest example of that at just 26 years and counting. He's a traveler, an artist, a dreamer, an entrepreneur, an explorer, a content creator, and very unconventional. So please welcome to the long way home on the Biker Radio broadcast's 57th episode, Rohit Subramanian
0: you thank you so much yeah and
3: thank you for coming back to this continent (laughs) we were wishing that uh, you'd be sitting in colombia somewhere uh, with uh, you know some interesting company and we could do a podcast with with you there but uh, we're glad that you're back home
0: Uh, yeah i have very little role to play of me coming back home actually first thing is my best friend got married so for that i had to come back i know for about 10 15 years now so, like, maybe, like, from college days, I know her. Uh-huh. So, she was getting married in Udaipur. So, I had uh-huh. a choice between going to Antarctica or coming back to India. So, okay. I was in Ushwaya when I had to take this decision. Okay. So, I decided, like, Antarctica can still, like, at least has another 10 years for its existence, uh-huh. the least. So, right. the ma- wedding would happen only once. I hope so. So, I said, okay.
2: <laughs> so, it's a choice between Antarctica and Udaipur, is it? Yeah. And I chose Udaipur. <laughs>
0: And second thing is pandemic, COVID. So I stayed back. Imagine if I had gone to Antarctica right. and pandemic would have stuck. And imagine if me getting stuck in Antarctica because Argentina says we close the border and we don't let anyone come back. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> oh I would have turned God. then. Yeah. So. The only thing is with these Europeans, you know, when they get stuck, it's actually fun because uh, the visa is not a problem. Ah. For me, wherever I'm stuck, I'll be like, oh, my God, my visa is running out. <laughs> they might not let me in. So that's the first thought that comes to my head. Yeah. And the longer my beard grows, the lesser I'll be allowed to cross land borders. Yeah, so tell, that's another tell issue.
3: Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, even Shanti, Shanti's gotten so inspired uh, by everybody. Your beard, my beard, all yeah. the bearded people that he's actually kept a beard for the past, I think, eight months now. And it has grown longer than mine has
2: over 50 wow. years.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: man so i've been just fooling around with this beard now
0: nice yeah that's good man like for me um 2016 when i started riding professionally you know yeah one of the earliest sponsors for me was a beard oil company so (laughs) ustra basically i didn't know that you can get paid for just traveling so i didn't know that (laughs) you can get paid for oil so yeah they make beard oil yeah, they, that's their so number they, one product when they started. Now so they'll
2: make motor oil also. They, so they,
0: <laughs> so my, my journey has been from beard oil to motor oil, that is from Ustra to Castrol. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's how the four years of travel has been. Okay, <laughs> if I have to sum it up in like one word. <laughs>
3: no, but so, so, so how come Ustra? I mean, so they make one of the products they make is beard oil. The,
0: the main line of products that Ustra was doing, at huh? least in 2016, was one is uh, beard oil, beard grooming products, everything related to beard. Mm. Okay. So this is before your man company and uh, all of these other beard companies came into existence. Okay. So Ustra was another monopoly. Alright. So I didn't know that you can get paid for traveling in the first place. So oh, when, when Wrangler called me up and said, you know, we really like what you're doing. Oh, yeah. So might as well just, uh, we'll pay you. Hmm. I said, wow, well, this is cool. So I'll call everyone. (laughs) and ask them if they can pay me so i like i basically looked myself in the mirror and said okay clothes is taken care of what else is remaining so shoes was remaining my face was remaining that is my beard so i said i'll call ustra and say that man i have a beard do you want to like i'm going around india for like eight months Hmm. do you want to support my trip Hmm. Uh, funny enough that guy said man this is the most weirdest call i've ever had in my life someone (laughs) calling me and saying i have a beard and i'm going on a motorcycle trip but um, very interesting so they paid (laughs) you good money huh Oh, yeah, good money. And the only condition was like, don't shave your beard. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just worked out, I think, for the best <laughs> for everyone. Wow. So, I think they were taking one for all of you guys to not look at my clean, shaved face. So, they yeah. said, we'll pay this guy to keep the beard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, that you guys can like live a happy life.
3: <laughs> so, so, you came back for Udaipur?
0: For Udaipur, yes. Okay. All's well now? All good, all good. I'm in Bangalore, chilling uh-huh. um, at my ex-flatmate's apartment. He's not okay. here. So okay, okay. the entire apartment is for myself now for wow. the past eight months now. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
0: Hi, this is Rowad Subramanian. Rod Subramanian, Rod Subramanian. Subramanian, aka Misfit Fit Magdalene, Miss Mister And you're
2: listening to Biker Radio podcast. Biker Radio. So welcome back to The Long Way Home with Rohit Subramanian, motorcycle traveler, content creator and entrepreneur at the ripe old age of 26. We interviewed Veer Nakai in early May 2018, and like most of our guests, we asked them for who they would like to hear about on the show. And Veer pointed us in the direction of Rohit, aka Misfit Magellan, who was embarking on a two-year motorcycle journey across the spine of South America from Medin in Colombia to Ushuaia at the southern tip of Argentina at the Magellan Strait. And that was bound to be a spectacular story to follow. And that's exactly what Biker Radio Rodcast did. In fact, Rohit's Instagram handle, Misfit Magellan, is partly in respect to the 15th century Portuguese explorer, Ferdinand Magellan, and partly by the title, Misfit, chosen by his teachers at the Ashram School in Chennai. Which is not so much off the mark. It's another matter that the whole world itself is out of whack. In fact, one of the recording takeaways on the Biker Radio Broadcast Long Way Home series is a sense of reflection. Now through these stories comes alive a listening that is inward. It urges us to ask questions about everything that is happening to us and around us. This episode and the one coming up next is oozing with that material. So if you are a parent or somebody who would like to consider being one, listen to these episodes carefully and share this with other parents for them to consider something that is, although counterintuitive, It is a radical intervention in how we prepare ourselves and our children to take on this mad world that we live in.
0: Hi, this is Rohit Subramanian, aka Misfit Magal, and you're on Long Way Home. So growing up days, we had three rules. Okay, so rule number one was whenever I get zero in an exam, I get whatever I want in life. So I've got four time zeros in like all my schooling career. Hmm. So for the first time, I got a new denim. The second time, wow. I got a PlayStation. The third time, I wow. got a, a shoe, a cricket shoe. And the fourth time, wow. I failed on my pre preboards in maths in my 12th standard. So for that, I got a new motorcycle, the RX 135. So sure. the second rule was whenever I fail in a subject, I get taken out to any restaurant in town that I call for. Okay, okay for dinner. Uh-huh. So uh, the reason behind that is my mom says uh, failure is in a, inevitable in life, and we have to face it at some point or the other. So instead of getting rejected and feeling bad about it, let's start celebrating it. You know, okay. let's go out for a dinner, laugh about it. You know, then at a point in your life, there'll come a point in your life where there's no difference between success and failure. You mm. know, and that's the ultimate space to be. Mm. So it's not like I was a bad student. I used to study reasonably well, but. Mm. Uh, I was never competing for the number one spot right. the 90s or the 100s because my dad had one rule, which was the third and final rule was if I get anything more than 40 percent in an exam, I was never allowed inside the house. He says 40 is the <laughs> passing mark. Why are you studying? Why are you writing more? Who are you trying to impress? You know, so the idea was to basically saying don't run the rat race just because everyone is running hmm. but instead just chill in your own zone. There is too many other things. School is a place where you build character, where you build friendship where you build a um, lot of other skills that will survive you, serve you for life. So, it's important to start focusing on other things. If you mug up a textbook, it's it's not going to serve you any purpose. I'm actually gobsmacked. I don't know yeah. how to respond also.
3: So, were you aiming for the zero or you just
0: Absolutely. got the zero? No, I was aiming. I mean, once this rule was established, I was aiming for it. But it's very difficult to get zero. Yeah. So, my mom says, a person who knows nothing is the most absolute state to be at. And she was very happy her son can be that. But the thing is, me sitting in an exam hall, I'll at least rewrite the question paper three to four times if I'm bored. Because two and a half hours, you can't exit the exam hall. So I'll rewrite the question paper. The teacher would give me half a mark or like one mark, you know.
3: For your handwriting or your spelling or something.
0: Correct. Some stupid thing they'll give me for one mark, you know, because they will think that I'll be feeling bad if I get zero. But honestly, I'm making an effort to get zero. So (laughs) it's very difficult to get zero. And uh, yeah, it was it was good fun to like try and fail a lot of times getting zero in school.
3: So did your teachers know that this was uh, a deal with you and your parents or uh, was it uh, you kept it from them? Because you could I have easily told your teacher that I Yeah,
0: like I kept it from them. But uh, my parents come and tell them like saying that um, whenever parent teachers meeting happened, they come and tell them that, you know what, uh, we, would, we are telling him to get zero. If you can give him zero, give it. So it became like on full cat and mouse game between the teacher me and my parents and everything are you serious so they were like, yeah yeah and like so the thing is my school was like the teachers were like conventional teachers no doubt they were like marks is very important and everything right. but the founder of the school was very much keen on cultural sports and then academics comes as a third thing so first one is like going out and performing in inter-school culturals. second one is sports you have to either play cricket or handball and i was like cricket team captain and handball team vice captain uh-huh. so so I was always out cultural. I was always doing something or the other in the oratory side. So I was always busy doing all of that. And the founder of the school is uh, Rajnikanth's wife. Oh. So it was like, I grew up pretty much around Rajnikanth and his family, basically, as a kid. So they were thinking in this direction. So they were fine. Like, they were like, yeah, this is cool. Very good parenting. But my teachers never understood that. Hi, this is Rohit Subramanian, aka Misfit Magalind, and you're listening to Biker Radio podcast
2: so y- your teachers did not have a problem with that
0: they always had problem with that but what can they do because if they say anything against me it will go to the founder and you can't speak Correct. against the founder
2: okay fine so, but w- w- especially, why especially
3: what? if it's thalaivas uh, exactly.
2: absolutely man you don't mess with them yeah <laughs> okay no but the question is how did your dad get to that point where he makes this critical decision see the reason we are asking you this is because parenting doesn't seem they seem to be eclipsed out of this reality that it is important for the kid to do what he or she does or excels at or wants to do and that is where the real honey is what we don't understand is why more parents don't do it. So, what got your dad to kind of think this way?
3: And your sorry. obviously. Oh,
0: was, you're, it, was it a joint decision, this? Obviously. 100%. 100%. It's a joint decision. Mum and dad both e- played equal roles in it. So, so what, they go so to have some special schools themselves? No, no. Mum is a HR consultant, uh-huh. and dad is into college training, development, and placements of kids in different colleges ah, across okay. India. Okay. So, that's their profession so but my theories are different actually so number one is my my dad lost his dad that's my granddad mm-hmm. when he was six months old so oh. he grew up with a single mom all his life oh, right okay. so he never knew what a dad uh dad's role is or what a dad should do what a dad shouldn't do uh-huh. but obviously he saw a lot of influence around him a lot of people um and everything and he he i think in my, this is my opinion he, uh-huh. he he thought that i should be doing this differently i uh-huh. want my son to be unique in its own way. And I don't want him to do the conventional path. That's mm. his way of doing it, I think. And mom and dad got married at a very young age, right? Mom was 18 or 19 and dad was 21 when okay. they got married. Okay. And dad, February 2nd, dad turned 21, February 3rd, they got married. <laughs> so mm. that's how close So did they was. know each
3: other before that or was it an arranged marriage?
0: That's uh, another funny story. So dad and mom were neighbors right. and, um, Mom and dad, uh, like they never met, but socially, like they're all in the same gang and everything. Right, right. So one day, a bunch of friends went to my mom's house. My dad also was going with them. Right. And uh, my mom made coffee for everyone, filter coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad drank that coffee and said, if I ever have to marry someone, oh my god, uh, it has to be this person. And I want to drink this coffee for the rest of my life. And they both fell in love because of filter coffee. And then it became an arranged marriage sort of a setup because they went and told their parents, you know, through like different relatives or whatever. So it became an arranged marriage. So I'm a product of filter coffee at the end of the day. Wow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was it cafe coffee day? uh, A coffee can start something. A a lot can
0: happen over coffee. That's coffee, cafe coffee day.
2: Oh yeah. The question is like, you know, your dad, when, Hmm. when he was growing up, he did not have a father figure around. That's what you said. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So he. Ideally, he would have modeled himself on the rest of the father figures that were around and in his mind when he, you know, when he became a father, he would probably be led by the same example or the same value systems, right? But then he makes this completely different choice. He he kind of looks around and looks at everybody and says, "Uh uh-oh, I don't think that's going to fly too well. Was it that your dad knew exactly what he did not want to be as a father?
0: I think so. I I agree. I mean, now that we sit and discuss about all of this, because I've never sat and had a conversation with him about why you did this to me. Ah, because I was very happy that they were doing this to me. You right, haven't you know? yet, No, uh, we haven't. I mean, we've definitely spoken about all of this. I understand the philosophy around it, hmm. but they say it's our way of doing it, and we were happy. I always had this doubt that. They were this crazy 70s hippie gang somewhere. They were doing something, <laughs> escaped and then like became parents just because of sheer force. And I also keep thinking that they have a dual life. Like, you know, like with me, they're this parent material. When I go, they're, they're like full hipping around <laughs> their own stuff. And then I also, I think now I've come to a point where I understand, like I know them too well. Like I've, I've, I have I've know their thought process and everything. So I kind of like relate to it. Now, I when I connect the dots backward, it makes sense. Mm. But at that time, I, I was just enjoying it, man. Like I was the only kid who in school who didn't have to study for an exam.
2: How old is your dad, yeah? Dad is 52. Ah, one. Okay. Yeah, so I get the rock and roll part of it. Yeah. Beta, sweater paneer. Sweater paneer. Beta, your
3: marks are not
2: good. go out. Go and
3: study. Marks are good. Marks. I mean you also outside of इधर and ठीक uh, you also know hein? marks <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so I like I can fake Hindi quite yeah, well I, I can, learned Hindi by watching all Shahrukh Khan movies and stuff while growing up oh, so
3: so yeah. you go to uh, Rajnikant school and you watch Shahrukh Khan uh,
0: to learn Hindi oh, no. but uh, <laughs> as a bible like we have to wake up for Rajnikan songs and stuff really uh, seriously
2: no not really man. <laughs> it's
3: just a, just a fun part at home anything <laughs> right. um, that comes from you
0: is kind of big, you know giving us we, yeah, the, we
2: can expect it to be the holy grail
0: no 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 hi this is Rohit Subramanian aka Misfit Magal and you're on Long Way Home So the funny part about at school was, uh, we used to have a orange color kurta. Mm. Okay. As so dress, that's a, as your uniform? A, yeah, as a uniform, because Rajnikandh was a big follower of Raghavendra. Or so is oh still a big follower of Raghavendra, oh, and Raghavendra, wow. Raghavendra is orange. Right. So it's an orange color kurta with a khaki color pant. Okay. Uh, the pant is not visible because the kurta just covers all the way till down. Uh, <laughs> to the, to the, thing. the best part was there was nothing called um, shoe, because they used to give sandals. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. So... And uh, so so this this is one, this is your school uniform this is a school uniform. You can just Google uh, the Ashram school uniform, you'll get this. Okay. And whenever we used to go to culturals, you no know, people used to keep, like obviously you have rivalry between two schools and everything. So the other school people used to keep shouting, hey Fanta, Fanta, Fanta. <laughs> so you, you don't have a comeback for that because like, what what can you call them? They'll be wearing a gray color shirt and everything. So you can call them Limka, but that's too lame to call. It. So <laughs> so you'd be like just sitting quietly saying, okay man, whatever type. But um, the, the the biggest, okay, the, the advantage is as a kid, I never had to have this problem of saying, Oh, I need to learn how to tie a tie and everything. Right, right. right. Or like shoe, like polish the shoe and everything. It's handled. So just wake up, put this thing and go off. But the disadvantage is, dogs don't like this orange color <laughs> kurta for some reason. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it? Yeah, dude, I've been chased too many times. Like I was scared of dogs till like three, four years ago because of this. Oh. As a kid, these dogs used to keep chasing me when I was walking from the bus stop to my house. Huh. And I used to run so much because of these dogs and I I figured it's because of the uniform and when you're standing on the roads and stuff people used to keep like asking you oh do you guys what study like Nityananda was not there at that time and I was in school but they'll ask something similar like you know are you part of Nityananda's school award what "What can I tell for that (laughs) (laughs) so Fridays we used to have traditional dress on top of this so, that is like you can wear different color of pyjama kurta and come to school.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's unique about this school? How do you think that this school kind of, you know, made you a different person?
0: I Credit goes to Lata Rajnekanth. I think she um, she was a little different in her thoughts also. I think that her thought and my parents' thoughts aligned quite a lot. So, obviously, I have a conventional school that keeps happening. Hmm. But then she used to conduct this thing called Gurukul, which is in our house during the weekends where it's like sitting under the tree and taking life lessons as a kid
3: okay
0: so she used to tell stories and experiences and all of this i might have understood or i might not have understood at that time but like it was a good environment to grow up in mm. and, and you know you, you are exposed to all these philosophies at a very young age and you're like listening to all of this so you have a different view towards life you know yeah. so i think it worked and a lot of really uh interesting characters have come out from the school so credit definitely goes to her
3: so you had regularly Rajnikant, uh, you know, gracing the school with his presence.
0: No, it was the other way around. So for cultural preparations, we used to go to his house, and uh, um, like during festivals like Diwali, Krishna Jayanti, and stuff, we used to go to their house and um, just chill around there. So we used to see him there in his play, in his house. Hmm. Yeah. So at, you know when you are like, does he ride the, a we,
2: motorcycle? I mean, just
0: so, yeah, me. he does. He is one of his. Uh, Seriously, he, he's a huge. Yeah, he's a huge fan of uh, Java motorcycles, the old Java, and um, he was he had a good collection also actually. Oh, okay. yeah. So, hmm. yeah. Wow. But uh, uh, th- this is one of the interesting conversations that I had with him. I think I was nine years old. No, sorry, I was ninth standard or tenth standard, so 15, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So, we're sitting in his house and like there was this room and uh, like every all the other kids were there. Then suddenly everyone had to go somewhere. They all left, and I was the last one to pack my bags and leave. And he came inside the room. And um, he basically asked me who I am. Uh, And I said, my name is Rohit. And then he just put his hand around my shoulder and said, "Uh, if you want to go to Marina Beach right now, what would you do? I said, I will tell my mom and I will just go. And then he looked deep into my eyes and said, you know what? At your age, you can do that. And you have the freedom to do it. But me, I have all the money and I have all the fame, but I still can't do it. So at any point in your life, given a choice between fame, money or freedom, always choose freedom. Somewhere deep down, I think this conversation got stuck with me for life. So every time I had to have, take a choice between freedom, money or fame, I always went towards freedom. Hi, this is Rootsu Brahmanian, Rootsu Brahmanian, Rootsu Brahmanian, AKA Misfit Magalindan, Misfit Magalindan, Mr and you're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast Biker Radio
2: So let's make a pit stop here because uh, we've got to tell you that many have chosen freedom over this COVID cage and have headed out and away from the city on different rides. So we've got Candida Lewis of uh, India on a motorcycle, Osif Chako from the School of Dirt, and Veer Nakaya and Harshman Rai of Helmet Stories riding out to Arunachal Pradesh. Then we've got Sharad Chunoy of Broke Traveler Escapades, who's riding around, well, I think it was around God's own country, but then he went uh, to Maharashtra, came down the Konkan belt, uh, was zipped through Goa, and uh, then is somewhere in Gokarna. Maybe he'll head out to Bangalore right from there. And then we've got Anita and Sarah Anchal Bahadur of Weema India, who were out on a trip to Uttarkhand, and uh, who are all on our Diwali My Way. So let's hear their bits from uh, Sharath, followed by Veer, and then by Sarah Anchal Bahadur and Anita Krishnan. <coughs>
4: My way. Hi, this is Sharad Sunai. I had to reach uh, the ferry crossing for uh, Guhagar and I was told the last one is at 6. Which would mean if I missed it, I would have to do a you know, detour and do another 40-50 km in the dark before I reach wherever I had to. But uh, when I reached the ferry crossing, I was told uh, it gets so You know, there is one running till 10. <laughs> so crossed it, reached Guhagar, dead tired. I haven't ridden like this for a long time. 286 kilometers by the coast was really tiring. Uh, and on a smaller motorcycle. So yeah, today uh, I ride towards Ratnagiri. And uh, maybe I'll stop there for some chai nasta. And uh, then ride off to Ponda. Uh, I stay at Ponda or go karna today. I have to visit some temples in Ponda. And then I head off back to Bengaluru tomorrow or day after. Depending on... Alright, we'll connect again. Okay, bye.
0: Finally, I had to get out and get away in the times of Corona. I had too much and Arunachal was opening up.
3: Yeah, we are out for like 10 more days, I think. one times and that made so much sense. That's what's happening.
1: So, just when we thought that the day was over, uh, I suddenly heard this hissing sound from my rear tire and unfortunately, I had a major puncture and we rode almost 10 kilometers looking for a mechanic and uh, without any hope but then we came across this really sweet couple and uh, she managed to call the mechanic <laughs> and he came all the way from his house and he opened his shop and he fixed my tire and so let me just take you over to the, this beautiful amazing couple who helped us out. Auntie, जी हां आपका नाम क्या है मेरा नामcolorPrimary और अंकल आपका
0: मेरा महेंद्र सिंह बोलती है
1: धन्यवाद बोलना चाह रहे थे बहुत बहुत नहीं नहीं धन्यवाद हमारा फर्ज बनता है भगवान के दान आते हमको रास्ते में रखा है कि तुम दूसरे के सहयोग करो इसलिए हमारा जन्म है हमने को भगवान किसी सेवा पैसे नहीं होते आदमी का कुछ करना उसका करना
4: so, I'm, uh, this is Anita And uh, you just heard this amazing couple speaking You know, we just found them on the way And uh, it was incredible to just get some help When we had absolutely no hope And they're such sweet people They have a very s- a small stall here And it's just so amazing to You know, just find some nice people in the mountains And I think the mountains is filled with them And this is Anita And this is... My way.
2: My way. So thanks, Sharat, Veer, Anita, and Sarah, for your voice notes. On Biker Radio Broadcast, we carry on our jobs to let the community listen, connect, and ride on and Thanks again for sharing your motorbites from the road on my way. The Biker Radio Broadcast's audio box is 8920276675. We're listening live. Just WhatsApp your audio in and we'll use it to garnish this incredulous feast on two wheels. Back on The Long Way Home, we have the youngest guest so far on the Biker Radio Roadcast guest list in Rohit Subramaniam, aka Misfit Magellan, and the man certainly wise beyond his years. <laughs> Hi, this is Rohit Brahmanian. Rohit Brahmanian. Rohit
1: Brahmanian,
0: aka Mr. Maglin. Mr. Maglin. Mr. Maglin. And you're listening to Biker Radio. dot Biker Radio. dot
1: com. Tilla na, tilla na, ni titi gilra tena, dik dik jiljil tilla
0: na. How like, old are you, sir? I'm, well? I'm 26. Okay. Yeah. So when
3: you'll be 51, what do you think you'll be doing? 52, sorry. Oh. I think too far ahead,
0: no. Like, uh, I mm. like five years ago, if someone asked me what would you do five years from now, mm. I really wouldn't have told that I'd be. I would have ridden around 50 odd countries. I'd have done XYZ things, and I'd have come back, right? So, mm. and last year, if someone would have asked what I was doing this year, I had crazy plans. And if something that the pandemic has taught me is that you can have all the plans that you want, but whatever is going to happen is going to happen. So, hmm. I just let the universe decide what's best. And universe has been extremely kind on me all these years. So, I just go with the flow. Hmm. So, was it a Java you stole from Rajnikanth or Rajduth from dad? Both didn't happen. I remember Sigmund's conversation with you guys, right? Where hmm. um, he speaks about his uncle's motorcycle and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so my dad sold the Rajdoot to someone without... Uh, taking any money back from him he said yeah i'm I'm not going to use it i've moved to cars so you just take this wow I, and i didn't even know what a Rajdoot was i mean obviously till like i came like into the motorcycling scene like when i was 18 19 i think when i started understanding what it was and the value of it i went and asked him and he's like no, i don't have it anymore so that's kind of sad but yeah, i've never written that but the rx 135 is what it's been there from when i was 17 till now so Mm.
3: So you got that for uh,
0: yeah? Getting zero on three boards math. You still can't get this, you know.
3: And you still have it with you.
0: I still have it in Bangalore. Uh, running condition. It's it's. So, yeah yeah. Perfectly running condition.
2: I mean, we should call this series "Shunya" or something. like <laughs> <laughs>
0: that. I, I was thinking of do- naming my documentary that. <laughs> oh, you do that. Do that. Yeah. It's a good yeah.
3: one. Chalo, humne rakhte. You you use uh, it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of a zero. Then yeah. uh, Shahrukh Khan made a movie and made a mess out of it. So yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. cool. You yeah. might as well
2: keep it junior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you've uh, hung around a lot of icons. Yeah. You've literally grown up with, uh, you know, Mr. Rajnikanth. How do you relate to icons? Do you like, think they are your heroes? Not really. Because growing
0: up days, all these guys were like, since I think as a kid, the whole world was so crazy about Rajnikan. At least in Tamil Nadu, like when a Rajnikan movie comes, people just go crazy. Like right. it's a different level of craze that you can't express. Okay. Um, getting exposed to that at a very young age, I think got that thing saying that, you know what? These guys are also mere humans, you know? They also have their own vulnerable moments. They also have their own highs and lows. So there is no uh, difference between you and them. Hmm. So, it's very. Imp- I mean, when you are standing from this distance and looking at them, you think that, wow, they are living a very cool life. But when you put yourself in their shoe, they also, they they kind of look at you and envy you, saying that, wow, that kid has a great life. Hi, this is Rohit Subramanian, aka Mr. Magglin, and you're on Long Way Home.
2: So let's start the 135, boom, then?
0: Yeah, then uh, cut to Bangalore. Mm. So college uh, did BBA and MBA, which is an integrated sandwich course. Mm. So it's three years of all of this. And the fifth year, like you have to do two years of work experience and then you'll get an MBA degree at the fifth year. No, wait, 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 wait. How many uh, marks did you get in <laughs>
1: <laughs> school?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think coming from Chennai to Bangalore, was like a kid who was going from a village to a big city. Mm. Okay, like I really had that feeling because the culture was really different. Um, uh, it, like it was a very, very, very good avenue for me to like move forward to in life, right. and I really enjoyed it. Chennai has this unofficial tag called it's the conservative capital of India. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I kind of like sensed that as a kid growing up because I couldn't relate to a lot of things that was happening. Like the only relatable thing was my parents. Hmm. Or someone who stepped out and come back. What, my 12th standard batch had 40 people. Okay. Hmm. The 39 of them uh, are still in Chennai. So, they studied in Chennai. They did their college in Chennai. They're still the same gang. The 39 of them is the same gang. Wow. You know, you call them today and check who's your friends. It's the same set of people. Right. Plus 10 people from college, maybe, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, so, that exposure was like just limited. And uh, one of the other things was Chennai, you speak a lot of Tamil. So, you don't learn any other languages. Okay. So English was also like an optional thing. Like a few of my classmates still uh, are not fluent in English. Right. So it was like a big leap for me to come down here because there's nobody else speaking right. in Tamil, at least in my class. So I had to learn English. I had to learn Hindi. And um, the best thing about college was the first year, I think it just went. I, I have no clue what happened, how it <laughs> happened. It just happened. But um, the they gave me a month and a half break. So I didn't know what to do. So I said, let me just go somewhere, you know, mm, mm. and like randomly impromptu. Obviously, I didn't want to like take any telephone, like my laptop and all of that. I just want to like get away from everything. Hmm. So, I just took a train from Bangalore to Delhi and uh, unreserved compartment with like sitting there and stuff. Two and a half days of training. Train. So, how did you choose Delhi? Uh, random. I wanted to go to the northernmost part of India. So, oh, I wanted to go okay. to Shimla. Okay. okay. Uh, because in my head, Shimla is the north part of India. Huh. It's northernmost part of India at that time. Huh. And. Um,
2: so you didn't have geography. Uh, in school
0: I, I, you know my marks no
2: oh okay that explains <laughs> <Yeah>. it sorry <laughs>
0: that explains yeah <laughs> so i was like i obviously want to go to kashmir and all of that side but like shimla especially because there was this uh, old actor who's also a chief minister called mgr mg ramachandran mm. he uh was uh, he used to go to go to shimla in one of his movies <sighs> and dance there around snow so this is like a 60s 70s movie right. if, like, if not older So, and I'm like, man, I really have to go and go there, sing this song and dance there in Shimla (laughs) and come back home because I've never seen snow in my life. Right. Okay. So from Delhi, then went to Shimla and uh, Shimla was very different because, I mean, obviously it didn't hit my head at that time. Uh, The movie that I saw was a 1960s movie. Okay. Uh, And that guy has gone, seen snow and danced. There were no people around and everything. Cut to 2012. They're standing there. It's super crowded. (laughs) It's a very different thing. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's absolute stupidity and dumbness, okay? So, I was like, oh, there's no snow. There's only no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I didn't know what to do. So, I um, I came back to the bus stop. I was very disappointed with myself, like not planning and everything. Uh, but then, there's this uh, German traveler who was there. And uh, she said, uh, uh, where are you going? I said, I don't know. She's like, I'm going to Manali. But after Manali, I'm going to lay. Do you want to come? Mm. So... I'm like yeah man sure why not it's further north so it's great so let's go it worked out I think I I took the bus went to Manali I I really like Manali it was it was good fun Hmm. to hang around there but the first few days I think I was living like king size like how I would eat in Bangalore like if I have to go out do something you know. Because it's your familiar territory in Bangalore now. I've spent a year here. I think, but now I'm going to a new place. I don't know how much to spend, what to what to order, what to do and anything. Right. So I was overspending a lot. I was staying in a place which was charging me 2,000 rupees a night or whatever. Mm. So I, the third day of staying in Manali, I realized that, man, this is working out to be too expensive. I can't afford this. And I had like 10,000 rupees in my account. So I understood there were three costs for traveling, which is still worked as a thumb rule for me now. Okay. So one is your stay. Mm. wherever you're staying mm. second one is a transportation mm. the third one is your food and like all your other uh, fuel or whatever mm. right mm. if you plan for these three things there is no other extra spending that you can have in any trip wherever mm. you go right uh, that's how i put it in my head mm. so obviously i know that i can take buses to different places and buses were cheap
1: mm.
0: so that w- the transportation part was sorted the food i said instead of eating three meals i can cut down to two meals mm. a day and eat like in small like eat maggi if you want, eat small, small stuff if you want. But Mm. like let's try save up on the money. But still, out of this three things, the biggest leak of money was from the stay. Mm. Right? Mm. So I didn't know what to do. And then I realized, you know what, I can take night buses to different places Mm. but get down in middle, get down whichever bus that was coming back to Manali, take the bus and come back to Manali by next day morning. So that way I have spent close to hundred rupees on the stay for the night and I've got good night's sleep. And yeah, I'm back in Manali wherever I started. So I can continue my wandering around sort of thing, right? And at night, I couldn't stay just on the streets by myself. I didn't know what camping correct. was at that time correct? as a thing. So this was the safest option because it's okay. Right. And uh, I think the third day when I started doing this, the conductor also became a friend. The driver became a friend. So they all were like waiting. <laughs> like at, so they, they planned their chai shop a stop in the night at 2 uh, o'clock uh, at a point where they will drop me and right. make sure that I... I get picked up on another bus and I go. Wow. So, all of that was happening. So, I made friends with all these people, basically. Okay. So, yeah. So, that was that. And um, then I went to Leh, eventually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that yeah. bus journey from Manali to Leh was, I think, out of the world. And uh, the driver, for some reason, looked like Fidel Castro. Because of his <laughs> the hat that he was wearing, one BD he was smoking. I just can... Like, even now, if I have to just... Close my eyes and think about that moment. It was Fidel Castro driving that van at that time. Well, maybe he
2: was. Yeah, you know, maybe he was. Fidel
3: Castro was famous for
2: smoking BDs. <laughs> driving, bus- driving, <laughs> driving buses. Driving buses.
3: No, he, he was famous for actually disappearing. So you and know, reincarnating. Right? And reincarnating.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so somehow I ended up in lay, and lay was I think out of the world. When I'm, uh, I've seen three idiots, but uh, uh, I didn't relate. Uh, this was lay and everything, yeah. and um, this was still like I think, not that crowded. The craze has picked up definitely, but it hasn't been like overwhelmingly crazy, hmm. you know. Hmm. So uh, the Pangong still didn't have that um, the three days
2: whatever thing. Okay, mm-hmm. so so, so w- I was in what um,
3: month was this?
2: This was um, August. Oh. Yeah, that's a August. good question. Actually, you went to Shimla in August. Uh, in in which month you were looking August. for snow? August. August, okay. Yeah. Very good. No. Yeah. I mean, B- B- I B- thought B-
0: like, B- it'll be snowing all around the year. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. My head, you know, and that yeah, too, yeah. My, my reference point was a 60s movie or a 50s movie from Greg. MGR Dancing. Okay. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I Duna obviously... Da, put,
3: see, zero. are not going But obviously, <laughs> you got something <laughs> out of
0: it. Yeah, no, see, that's, how, that, that's the best part. No, yeah. all this kind of like, you connect the dots from here, it all makes... Yeah, perfect. dots are also zeros, right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, easy. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Someone had to come and put the lines in between. So I mean, yeah. imagine if I if I logically thought about saying, "Oh, I'll go to uh, uh, Shimla in in winter." It wouldn't happen, right? Yeah, oh, because there's a lot of planning involved in it, right. and uh, I don't think I would have done it. Also, hmm. and uh, it wouldn't have been this impromptu. Right. No, so plus, obviously,
3: plus hang on, plus so obviously, if you had asked your parents instead of telling them when you reached Delhi,
2: you wouldn't have got. would have told you, I'm sure. You wouldn't have get gotten to Yelahanka.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think they would have definitely let me. That was not a. No, would not have been an not issue. for
3: snow in Simla in yeah. uh, August. I'm sure. Dave, I am sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no. My parents. Are little chill that way. That,
2: no, but uh, not like, chill enough to create snow in Shimla in August. <laughs> in August, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he would have definitely told you, ki, thoda ja."
0: Yeah, it still hasn't hit me. <laughs>
2: thinking, Why? What is wrong with that? And I'm like, oh shit! There's
0: no snow in Shimla in August. <laughs> yes, that's the point. <laughs> All right.
3: <laughs> so, you see, yeah. uh, like I said, Shanti's
2: uh,
1: wisdom is. comes with age. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm taking notes as we speak. So, okay, there's no sh- there's no snow in Shimla in August. Do not go next time. Yeah. Hi, this is Rohit Brahmanian, aka Mr. Maggi, Mr. Magalim, and you're on Long Way
2: Home. La, 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 la. Well, wisdom also comes from watching your tires. Now, that's obviously one sticker cord that is yet to don the puncher shop door. But this has been a major Q&A topic last week on Instagram. Someone reported a cracked Pirelli tire on a Himalayan. And we took the opportunity to turn to our in-house non-resident Malu expert, Pinil Vargis, to do a pneumatic appraisal. And here he is with the Biker Radio Soundboard, our platform where we let the expertise speak. You are listening to the Biker Radio Soundboard. 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 soundboard, soundboard Hi,
4: soundboard. I'm Vinayl Varghese from LeadTheRoad.IN, a blog about motorcycles, life, and all in between. I will be your soundboard today on the Biker Radio broadcast. Today, we are talking about tyre maintenance in the time of Corona. This advisory has pretty much come from a post on Facebook of someone posting a picture of his cracked Pirelli tyres on the Interceptor and the subsequent advises and occasional ridicule that is such an integral part of the experience anyway. Many of you have been home for close to eight months now. This would also mean that your motorcycles are probably standing in the same place all this while. Some of you would also notice cracks on the walls of the tires of your motorcycles. Cracks in tires occur for multiple reasons. The primary culprits being exposure to sunlight, age, low inflation, and lack of use. Motorcycles which are used regularly have far less chance of cracked tires than the ones barely used. If you have already got tires with cracks, it is recommended that you seek professional help and change the tires if advised. Here are a few tips on how to avoid tire cracks though. Avoid prolonged exposure to sunlight. Keep tyres in a cool, dark area of the garage and avoid temperature extremes. Do not leave them outside where they are exposed to the UV rays of the sun. Obviously, when you ride, especially in the summer, tyres get lots of exposure to the sun, so look for a shade when parking outdoors. Take Tyres for a Spin You'd keep thinking motorcycle tyres covered in a garage away from the sun and the elements would greatly extend their life. However, a prolonged lack of use prevents the additives and the waxes manufactured into the tyre from doing their job. These protective substances squeeze out during normal operation and recoat the tyre and keeping it fresh and maintained. If left in a sitting position for too long, the protective additives dry up along with the uncoated sections of the tire. Maintain air pressure. Preventing tire cracks offers another reason to ensure proper inflation of the tires. Under-inflated tires crumple the sidewalls, causing cracking, which in turn leaks air. Once the process starts, there is no way you can turn it around. Eventually, the tires age quicker because of these cracks. Aging of tires. You have no control over the age of the tires. Even well-kept tires age, which leads to fading and cracking. You can prevent premature ageing by maintaining the tyres and following the tips above, but eventually the rubber and the protective additives in the tyre break down, rendering it useless. Keep tyres clean. Tyres battle all that the road has to offer, so leaving caked on mud or dirt can degrade the embedded protectants and promote dryness. Wash the tyres using water and avoid harsh chemicals and soaps as they also break down the rubber. Motorcycle Tire Storage Tips If you know that your motorcycle will not be used for a while, then store the tires appropriately. Keep the tires off the ground by using a motorcycle stand and keep them properly inflated. You should check the air pressure once in two weeks or so. Inflate as necessary and always check prior to riding. Lastly, If possible, go for a ride. Get the tyres warm and under pressure. Doing this just a couple of times during storage with proper inflation levels probably helps sustain the life of the tyres more than anything else. Catch some of my experiences on my blog on motorcycles, life and all in between. That's it from me, Vinil Varghese from leavetheroad.in for the Biker Radio Soundboard. Listen, connect, ride on. You are listening to the Biker Radio
2: Soundboard now. Hey, hey, thanks Binil, for inflating the awareness about tire care. Hopefully, the wisdom will hold that rim together and we'll be rolling down the highway. That throat, though, is still suffering severe road rash. Beta, Amrut Pio. Binel's blog called LeaveTheRoad.in is a must-do for people who are happily or unhappily single. Because TLC for your bike takes time.
0: Hi, this is Rowad Subramanian, Rod Subramanion, Roward Subramanian, aka Ms. Fitmagalin, Ms. Fitmagalin, Ms. Fitmaglinen, and you're listening to Biker Radio Rodka. Biker Radio
2: Rodka. Well, if you're still listening to this episode, you deserve a curtain raiser to the rest of the story, which will be out in the next episode. The story of how the road springs more surprises than you can ever expect. Rohit Subramanian celebrating everything life has to offer, from free wardrobes to sleeping in buses, from international travel to demonetization in a brothel, and from the joys of riding through Patagonia to looking at death square in the face, down the barrel of a gun, and at the mercy of some kid in the wastelands of Argentina. Okay, I haven't told this story out loud, but I think I'm ready now, so let's
0: do this. So, Argentina, I was riding with the European rider, and um, a kid comes, takes a gun from his pocket, and says, give me everything that you have. Then I got down from the bike, I started walking towards the kid, Do you want some money? Do you want my phone? Like if I keep the money on the floor, it's gonna fly away. So you need to come closer and pick it up. Genuinely, I was not trying to attack the kid or something. He might be 10, 13 years old. So the more I'm going closer to him, the kid is like, don't come drop your money and keep your phone on top of it and just walk back. I'm like, how much money you want? Like I can go back and pick up more from a bag. I started looking at my backpack and the kid basically shouts saying, what the fuck, can't you listen to me sort of thing. This guy who's sitting next to me, he gets freaked out. So he gets down from the bike. He's six foot three and the kid gets intimidated by that guy and the kid takes a shot.
2: You don't want to miss out episode 58, do you? But for now, let's get back on the road for the final lap of this episode's story of a young explorer Rohit Subramanian, who's got more than fifty countries ticked off on two wheels. Hi, this is Rohit Subramanian,
0: Rohit Subramanian, aka Mr. Maggi, and you're on a Long Way Home.
1: La, 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 la.
2: Okay, so the German girl says wanna come, and you say sure I do, and you you go to lay.
0: Yeah, correct. So the German girl is like out of the scene now. Like after I reach Manali, she's not of this, but she's the one who told me Leh as a place. Okay. So I didn't know what it was. So obviously I went um, in the bus journey to Leh and uh, I get to Leh. I'm like, man, this place is beautiful. I've seen snow on the way from Manali to Leh and everything like snow capped mountains and stuff. Hmm. I'm like, this is out of the world. I've never thought anything like this. I stayed in this guest house. It's like the end of Leh called Setan Guest House. He hmm. was charging 100 rupees a night to stay there. Wow. So, yeah. That's how pricing were there at that time. And uh, uh, this is like end of August, beginning of September. So, yeah, he was charging 100 rupees and uh, 65 rupees for a meal. That's like a community meal. Like everyone sits together mm-hmm. and eat together and everything. So I was chilling there. And obviously, like I spent a lot of time in Leh, randomly walking, randomly hiking around different places. And mm-hmm. uh, like no, no no, plan of saying that, oh, there's a hike here. We, we have to do this hike because I didn't know that. So mm-hmm. I used to walk in a direction, get dropped in a bus at some point, mm-hmm. walk couple of mountains if I'm tired I'll sleep I'll wake up I'm living a proper nomadic life I've got lost when I was hiking a mountain and I had to like just sleep by the riverbeds in the night and then wake up and then try finding my way back uh, Mm. to the mainland and everything Mm. so in all of this um, there's one mechanic shop in Leh who was also renting out bikes okay okay uh on the face of it this guy was really good at repairing the bikes because he was always busy every time i used to pass his shop he was always busy repairing bikes but one thing i noticed is he had eight bikes for rental and all the bikes were standing there every day okay so i saw this for a week then i i was like man can i come and ask you something and he's like what i said listen I, I, i i assume that you're really great at repairing bikes but are you good at selling he said no man like I, I I, don't have the time to go and sell this thing to other people and I'm also trying to look out for people who can sell this for me and you know take a cut or whatever mm. and I just got all this recently and I'm trying to do this so um, I don't know so I said man uh, if you give me food and a place to sleep I mm. can help you in selling so then he said cool like I'm anyway going to make my fam- my wife will make meal for me so mm. you can have it. and mm. the office room is yours so you can sleep here in the night and wake up in the morning and start doing this so I was like cool so That's how I started working for him. So in the next four days that I worked for him, uh, I sold, I rented out all of his eight bikes to eight foreigners for like a four month. Okay. Okay. So that was like sorted things for him. He was like, man, like I've never expected this to happen and that too in such short a time. Mm. And he was shocked. So what he did was he went inside, he said, wait, wait, I'll come back. He came back with the key of his Royal Enfield and gave me the key, 4,000 rupees cash. And full tank of fuel. And he said, take the bike and go. Just go wherever you feel like going. Come back whenever you feel like coming back. I was like, okay, cool. Wow. And I never ridden an feel till this point in my life. All I've ridden is RX or bikes around that range, basically. Mm. So I took an helmet from his shop. I put everything. And I set out. And I still remember this. I think this is the most defining moment of my life. Of my adulthood, was, I get out of lake. I take the first hairpin bend the first corner and I fall okay yeah. and that fall was the most beautiful fall of my life like it's still in slow motion in my head that it, it it's a half a second it's a split second fall but for me like uh, it was a huge process for the bike to come and hit the ground and I absolutely loved it I was laughing I was like man this is so cool I'm just so happy that I fell you know and um, I didn't know how to lift the bike up I was struggling, I didn't know how to, like I tried putting the bike in neutral and lifting, it just kept going down and down and down. And Enfield was heavy and I was scrawny at that time, so I didn't even have the power to lift the bike up.
3: So in the slow motion, uh, Koi MGR of the MGR's gala was
0: No, no, this was Rasni Khan's. This is old. Uh, there is one, Tamil old Tamil song of Shivaji Ganesan, who is MGR's competitor, Rasni yeah. Kamal type. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Uh, the so Shivaji Ganeshan song which says Andavam Padacha, Yengkita Koduta, Anubavi raja nana Rajan So this basically means the God created the world, gave it to me and uh, said go and enjoy because it's all for you sort of thing. So this was the song that was running in my head at the time. Andavam
1: Padacha, Yengkita Koduta, Anubavi Rajan Anupavi Rajan, Anupavi Rajan, Anupavi So, yeah, so
0: I lifted the bike and I started riding again And I said, I decided that moment saying that If I ever have to do something and fall again in my life It has to be riding motorcycles Because this process is beautiful And then it was just amazing, man Riding in Leh and that too in a motorcycle, it might be very cliche, but for an 18-year-old kid at that time, I think it was it was eye-opening. Yeah, so it was good fun at uh, that time, and, and that's when I went and explored um, Pangong, Nubra, Spiti, and then I came back to uh, uh, to Leh and then dropped the bike. Why did you leave Leh? There's no major reason actually to leave Leh. It's just that uh, the, the winter was coming. Mm. and everything. So I was like, might as well just go back and start resume college. Mm. I was at that time also very clear, like, I've come to this point that I really want to like ride motorcycle for the rest of my life. I know that, Mm. but I didn't know how to do it. So obviously there should be some sort of thing that should connect the whole dots for me. So that's how I was thinking. So there was nothing at that time. It was just a spark. Okay. So I said, I'll come back. I'll start continuing back to college, did all of that. Did you get to see snow finally? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So what was your first reaction when you saw snow? Snow is something that I was like, wow. I know how snow looks, but I didn't know how snow will feel. Hmm. So, I, Roja, you, you guys would have seen, right? Maniratnam's movie. I was right. expecting so, a song to pop out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the song. <laughs> <laughs> the Puduvelai Marai. Puduvelai Marai, ingu porig Puduvelai Nila. La, 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 Something like that. Yeah. blah. Right. Yes, yes, like yes, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can hold
2: a tune. That's, that's nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, South Indian upbringing. Carnatic classes were taken during childhood days.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I credit that trip a lot for what I am as a person today. Uh, because uh, I'm extremely good with cold now. So, in the South American trip, there was this one place where it was minus 15 hmm. uh, in the mountains. And uh, New York, winter, I was still chilling in shorts, t-shirts, and a slipper. So, it's all because I did this trip back in the day.
3: Hmm.
0: And I got so used to cold. And I also think, whenever I say I'm from Chennai, people think that I can't take cold. So, hmm. they always mocked about it or like made a joke about it. So, I said, you know what? I'll actually make really good in cold. So, that's how that, I think, got me so yeah. you,
3: have you got a thyroid check done yeah yeah i don't have it all okay
0: all okay yeah yeah so because South say, America- right,
3: that <laughs> if you have a, a hyperactive or a hypoactive thyroid then hmm. yeah you, your sense with cold is your threshold goes higher oh, yeah.
0: uh, oh i didn't know that but yeah it, it looked all fine because right from childhood we used to drink only cold water at home and i never have taken a hot water shower like voluntarily yeah so so every time it's always cold water, irrespective of how cold it is outside, I always come take a cold water shower after that. So, so you were so, at minus 15? Yeah, yeah, minus 15. It, there is two options, either don't take shower or take cold water shower.
2: Just yeah. explain this, this cold water, you take a shower, what happens to you? I just feel refreshed. You I'm feel
0: like refreshed? First scream, the first, first, uh, uh, the hit of water in my body, I'll be like, oh my God. <laughs> That's sort of a scream and then it just becomes normal. Then hmm. it's fun. Then I'll be shivering for some time, but I'll, i enjoy it. Like, and then, then I'll be back normal.
2: Okay. So. Okay.
0: Yeah. So Sukesh never understood what's, how can someone function like this? So. I don't blame was, him. Yeah. He was like, who is this guy who I've come to travel with in this trip? What is happening? So that's how he was reacting. But uh, I think he got used to it at the end of the You're trip. Now, straight now, out
2: now, of a Rajnikan movie, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Homegrown. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you bet. I think when he looked you in the eye, yeah.
2: by the eyes, it was
3: more than you know, just that one. Yeah, talk. That it was download. Had, you know,
2: he was downloading yeah. his <laughs> his skills into you. You know,
1: <laughs>
0: I like, think it's good. It's good. Someone take at this, least my has
2: to boy. Think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Rohit Subramanian, a.k.a. Misfit Maglin, and you're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast.
1: The Biker Radio Broadcast.
2: Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride right on. Boom, boom, boom. Right after college, Rohit started a Desi crowdfunding startup for young artists and content creators. He then gave it all away and bought himself a Royal Enfield Thunderbird 500. And then, well, the rest is history, which you can catch up on the next episode. Well, make sure you subscribe to the show, whichever app you're using, or if you're listening to this at BikerRadioRodcast.com, remember to register on our mailing list. And if you've not visited bikerradiourodcast.com, come on over. We've got more over here. Hi, this is Rohit Subramanian.
0: Yeah. AKA Mr. Maglin, Yeah. And you're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast. Come on.
1: You ready? I
2: hope you're ready. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Come on, let's go. Well, a big thank you to Rohit Subramanian, Sharat Shanoi, Veer Nakai, Saran Chul Bahadur, Anita Krishnan and Binil Vargis for chipping in as always. And last, but not the least, a big, joyous, happy Diwali to you. This is Shandy signing off on the long way home from the Biker Radio broadcast. Let's go. Listen, connect, right on.